0: Welcome listeners to Talking Addiction and Recovery Podcast. I am your host, Andrew J. Schreier, and I am joined by Bill Schufelt, who is the co-founder and CEO of Athletic Brewing Company. Bill, thanks for joining.
1: Andrew, thanks for having me. Excited to be here and talk to you.
0: Yeah, so I I want to tell you a story of how I learned about Athletic Brewing Company. So I was in Madison, Wisconsin, and it was Ironman weekend, and my mom and brother were both competing, and all of a sudden... We were walking through because Ironman's like an all-day event. And we saw um, Athletic Brewing Company with some of the promotional stuff there. And I was so shocked to see that in Wisconsin because Wisconsin's known for a heavy alcohol drink. And here it is. There's a a non-alcoholic beverage. So that's how I found out about you
1: very cool yeah that event at madison was awesome uh iron man's an incredible global partner of ours um we're the official non-alcoholic beer of iron man worldwide so any finish line worldwide people finishing an iron man they can get an athletic beer in their hand to rehydrate after the race um that race was particularly cool there was like a lot of cool signage downtown and our team had a lot of fun there um but, yeah, we definitely run deep in um, in Wisconsin and Madison, for sure. J.J. Um, Watt, um, one of Wisconsin's favorite sons, has been a longtime supporter of Athletic Brewing, actually.
0: Oh, that's amazing to hear. So I, I really want to know, what is your story behind Athletic Brewing Company?
1: Yeah. So um, I, I think it was, like, a very – somewhat, I like to refer to it as like kind of a modern experience with alcohol, um, where um, I really never thought of being an entrepreneur for sure. Um, I had a very traditional like college to the finance career background, and I thought I'd be in finance for the next quarter of a century. but it it wasn't a career I was like particularly fond of. It didn't inspire me. I was just like doing the job. And like, I thought as all adults do, like do a job and like your work is one part of your life and your life is the other part. And like, you enjoy one part, but not the other. And like, I I always thought that was just the way of the world. And um, as I was like going through my twenties and, um like, I really liked waking up and feeling good. Like I wanted to wake up early work out. I wanted to be sharp at my job all day. I wanted to eat healthy and have like meaningful time with friends and family. And, um, but like my finance career and my social life and my family life, like I was going out to three or four work dinners a week. I'd go out to one or two dinners with my wife or when we're at home too, it's like a glass of wine here, a beer there. Or like, if you do things with friends and family, it's always like beers this, beers that. And, really because like humans have been drinking beers for a thousand years and it's so intertwined in the marketing and messaging of all these occasions. Um, they like people just naturally go for an alcoholic drink. And, um, my life really just wasn't calling for that anymore. It was, um, like I wanted to feel good. I wanted to be high performing all the time. I didn't want to have down days and alcohol was just getting in the way of that. And, um, Like everyone's experience with drugs and alcohol is different. And like alcohol would be fine socially for me sometimes. And then, like, you have the days of the month where you're either really excited to see friends or you stay out too late and it like just throws off like the next day or multiple days. And ultimately, alcohol is just a really unproductive part of my life. Um, And um, I made the conscious decision to move on from it. And I wanted to like, And so I, like, I stopped drinking for a month and it was like the biggest life hack I've ever discovered. Like I slept through the night, like for like 30 days straight. And I didn't know it was possible to sleep through the night as an adult with like normal stresses of the world. And I felt great. My workouts were good. I felt great every day at work. And I made the conscious decision that I was going to like move on from alcohol for good. But I mean, as so many people know, that's not an easy call because alcohol is like, Kind of woven in the fabric of so much of society, and um, everywhere I went, I felt like an outsider, like holding an option I wasn't excited about. Or um, I'd ask what non-alcoholic beers are on the menu, and people would be like, "Oh, are you okay? Like, what happened?" And I'd be like, "Nothing. Like I'm, yeah. <laughs> waking at, I'm waking up at five a.m. to work out tomorrow, and or I have a big presentation tomorrow, or um, and." it was like I had made this positive choice and I was trying so hard to stick with it, but there was like this stigma that came with that decision. And um, it was a real pain point. Like no matter where I went, um, there wouldn't be good options. And ultimately I was walking to dinner with my wife saying how like the non-alcoholic options on the menu are going to totally destroy like the quality of meal we're going to have. And um, I was saying someone should really do something about that and make like great non-alcoholic options that like include the other, like everyone who doesn't drink. And at the time I didn't know it was such a big part of the adult population that doesn't drink. I assumed from marketing and advertising that, you know, maybe like two or 3% of adults don't drink. Um, (laughs) It wasn't until much later. I realized that like, wow, 50% of adults don't really drink at all. And, um, and so uh, I, like I wanted to change the options that were out there. Basically I had seen this positive change in my life and I wanted to like make it easier for people to get down the moderation scale, have moderation be cool, like get rid of the post-prohibition stigma that's out there around like the words like sobriety and not drinking in moderation. And I... Yeah, I really never intended to be in CPG or anything, but like I saw this chance to have a huge positive impact on so many people's lives. And um, from there on out, like after I had the idea, I was just off and running. And two years later, um, quit my job to work on it full time. And we've kind of been working on it ever since.
0: Yeah, it looks like much. I mean, a lot of progress talking about running with it it seems been doing it for longer than that, with everything that you guys have to offer stuff that you've been doing. What I love about your story is talking about that experience where you say you don't want to drink, you don't want to have anything, and then people question is it because of, you know, because you have a problem or is there something wrong with it? And I think a lot of people, like as you said, when they get older and they start to, you know, get out of college or get out of that, their 20s and start to hit like that, 30s or your mid 30s there's just some people who just don't want to drink anymore and it's just because of the yeah they wake up feel like garbage or they just don't want to have that compromise which leads to like your big amazing like tagline of the idea without compromise because I think people think if they give up alcohol they have to give something up and you sort of are smashing that like that stigma or that idea with that tagline.
1: That's definitely our goal. Yeah. Brew without compromise. So you don't have to sacrifice on taste or experience to choose alcohol or non-alcohol in any given occasion. And um, that goes right to our other co-founder, John, who's our brewmaster and um, like the true genius behind the product. Um, But he, he basically said, when he joined up with me, he's like, we can work on this for as long as, we want, but he's like, we're not launching it commercially unless it's a great beer. He's like, not just a great non-alcoholic beer, like a great beer. And he's totally lived up to that with the quality and brewing teams. And our beers have won a lot of awards versus alcoholic beers too. And so like, we're totally trying to change that landscape for sure.
0: I don't even think people knew that that had awards. You know, like, I think there's a lot of people that still aren't even aware so much about the non-alcoholic like industry and what's even going on with that would you would you agree for sure yeah so
1: there's over 35 brewers in the country now making just non-alcoholic beer um so there had been no excitement in a quarter century before athletic brewing launched in this category and it was the same dusty options from like the 1970s on the shelf and Yeah, we got in there and really got the boulder moving and tried to like pave the path for a lot of brands to come behind us. And um, it's been exciting. Every brand brings something new to the category, new messaging, new flavors, new marketing, something. And it's really helped spark this community and this movement, which is awesome. Um, And yeah, we like to say we're like really committed to like the craft and moving this forward and our customers.
0: Yeah, like nowadays, there's always something new coming out with like alcoholic beverages. Like anytime you go to like the grocery store, there's like a new kind of flavor or mix like that's related to alcohol. And for a while there were not as many options like that for non-alcoholic beers. Like there's usually like one or two that people would think of, but even like with, with you, with an athletic brewing company, like when I was on your website, last time I checked, there was like 14 different beers available and there's probably been more, but that's just incredible with that amount in general.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, we've sold over 50 different kinds of beers this year. And um, yeah, before 2017, 18, there had never been a non-alcoholic beer that was not a lager, I don't think. So it's been really exciting to kind of obliterate what perceptions of this category are for sure.
0: And I'm guessing that's something, and I've noticed, you know, like other, like you said, like there's more breweries doing this and we're seeing more of that with the non-alcoholic. Um, I've even read about bars that have opened up some places across the country where it's like, it's only serving non-alcoholic beverages. It seems like that, you know, that is growing as far as a, a desire for people to want to have those options.
1: For sure. Yeah. So we opened our tap room in 2018 at the time that was the first non-alcoholic brewery or tap room um, or bar in the country. And then since then, there's a few in New York city, there's open road in Pittsburgh, there's soft spirits in LA, Sands Bar in Austin, and like definitely really thoughtful places uh, popping up all over the country, Um, which shows like, yeah, how many people there are in the community who have been shut out from like kind of like you were saying it's before this movement like if you weren't drinking it was really like oh what are you gonna have with like your weekday dinner or like out at a restaurant very often people were pushed in the direction of like sugary sodas or water or something really unexciting and I think people are so fired up to not only be offered like a non-alcoholic beer but like a cool non-alcoholic spirit or a ready-to-drink mocktail or something like that and it's or kombuchas or other like variants of non-alcoholic beverages that have really unique taste and flavor profiles. It's like everything kind of has its own occasion and it's, it's really exciting to see the breadth of options out there. And I think, I think that really speaks to just how many people don't drink these days for sure.
0: Yeah. So there's, there's two great points there. one is the, the brewery sounds pretty awesome. That the tap room definitely got to look into I can met this my little pitch here is getting one in, in Wisconsin because like going to a brewery in Wisconsin is very like tourist to do like that is very highly recommended to do because we have quite a few here so the fact that that is an option is phenomenal the other part of it is I really like the the point you mentioned with it's almost like people had to white knuckle it to have like that mm-hmm. water in their hand or to have like, you know, uh, a soda with, you know, a garnish on it to make it look like it. But then it was almost like they had to white knuckle through to just try and manage it without having a drink. When what you're talking about is being able to like have a product where someone can enjoy it and still have a good time without thinking they have to like just push through to like survive the dinner or survive the evening without compromising and ending up ordering an alcoholic beverage.
1: For sure. Yeah. It was like the definition of like an unmet category for sure. Um, and really like the like marketing and uh, traditional conversation would have you think that people either like a very small percentage of people don't drink and like everyone else drinks. And like when they're at a home, they drink alcohol and it's really such an outdated conversation in that like, um, so a huge percentage of our customers do drink at other times during the week. And like people go back and forth um, on the, like the word sober in many ways can be very outdated. And like, we're trying to make the path, like um, the like the moderation slope much easier for people to move down. And um, it like, it's unfortunate that there never were options between like like fully alcoholic options and water and soda. And so people had to make such hard choices to like moderate their drinking. And so that's why like and alcoholism and recovery and everything exists all across the spectrum for sure and everyone's experience is totally different and I think the dialogue and information is becoming so much better that people realize that like, you know, a lot of people struggle with alcohol or alcohol doesn't make a lot of people feel good. And a lot of people do actively choose not to drink in their life. And where in like the nineties before the internet, like it, like the perception, like it was so easy to control the messaging that people thought like 95% of people drink every time they're out of the home and the small percentage of people who don't drink, like they deal with it off to the side quietly and where I think the dialogue is so much more positive and inclusive and um, where now it's like totally open to say like 50% of people really don't drink and a lot of high-performing people choose not to drink for those reasons and um, so I I think it like as the conversation gets more and more fluid it's a lot easier to people to opt out of drinking in occasions in public and We're trying to make those options readily more available too. So um, a big thing I looked at was like, and like I definitely struggled with drinking too much from time to time and it would derail my week and everything and um, like I looked at the population so there was of course a huge percentage of adults who choose not to drink but there's also like 15 million Americans with documented alcohol use disorder and out of the total adult population in the country that is a huge percentage of the population and I saw the potential impact to like give them higher quality options, be included in social situations if, if they choose. Like we, we don't actively market towards recovery circles just because like we know people will find us based on quality alone um, if they want to go there. But we also don't want to tempt anyone back to bars that is like trying to avoid them or trying to avoid the taste of beer or something like that. So we don't want pop-up ads like, in the face of people who are trying to avoid that as well of course
0: yeah but that's just it's a great movement because you're really like addressing stigma stuff talking about like how sobriety is defined looking at like the populations of people and i think that has been so often associated with non-alcoholic beverages that that's for the people who have a problem with alcohol and they just need to have that taste still but you know, one of the things that I, that stand out is your, the Stork gift subscription. That is, that's a phenomenal idea. When I, when I was on your, your website that oh, there there are a lot of people that for various reasons, just don't want to drink. And you're with your message and with the product that you, you have, you're not saying it's, this is for you because you're in recovery or because you can't drink. You're just making it more of like, it's, it's cool if you don't want to, whatever your reason is. You don't have to explain it or have this rationale, but here's an option for you if you don't want to.
1: That's exactly it. It's, um, and we get so many emails from people who say stuff like, you know, I saw your beer at Whole Foods and decided to give it a shot. And this is all of a sudden my go-to beer. And people are like, I've accidentally cut my alcohol consumption 90%. And I like had never considered that before. And um, we definitely want like before people, like give people a lot of options and off ramps of alcohol like out there. So like before there were almost no societal off ramps to drinking socially we want to give people plenty of off ramps and plenty of alternatives and like real beers that like people are excited to have label out and hoping people ask what's in their hand. And it's like, oh, I'm so glad you asked. This is a double IPA. It's got Pacific Northwest hops. It's almost all organic ingredients. And like, I have it every night of the week. And like, we want it to be something that people are so excited to talk about relative to like, like label turned in their hand, hiding what they're drinking.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. that That's, that's, I mean, your, your marketing is phenomenal. I mean, every, every can you see everything that you, the box that it comes in. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. It does everything and even more than what you would imagine that a non-alcoholic beverage would, but you're right. Like it's one that you don't feel like you have to hide from or turn away from or or keep it hidden or someone asks you what you're drinking and you're trying to change the subject and avoid that it's one that people can really be proud to to even share with people or talk about what it is
1: yeah for sure um and it's totally a credit to our creative team they're amazing and like i would talk about like what i want the brand to stand for and like the imagery i want and like they've gotten it to show up on the cans, like way beyond my talent for sure. Um, but that was our whole goal was to build the brand around like universally positive concepts. Um, like the word athletic itself, um, like non-alcoholic beer had always been this penalty box beverage when, when you're drinking it, like you were having a lesser experience. And we wanted it to be something that was like universally positive. Everyone's athletic in some way as like what we like to say. And it's just a word that is like universally positive. Um, So, and like easy to say in a bar too. Like if you go to a bartender or a waiter in a restaurant, you're like, do you have any athletic beers? Like, it's really easy to understand what they're saying. Where, I mean, we've all had that moment where you're at a table and you're like, a waiter's like, what would you like to drink? And you're like, what non-alcoholic beers do you have? And they're like, what? And then you're like, non-alcoholic beer. And like, you're basically like, Yelling to, and like the whole table stops and's like, oh, Bill's getting a non-alcoholic beer. You know, like we're definitely trying to wash that stink off the category for sure.
0: That's a great question, though. I didn't even think about that. How has that been perceived with like establishments like bars and and restaurants? You know, is that I just imagine like total stigma misperception here? Thinking is like they just think, well, who's going to buy that? Like, who's going to come to a bar and want that? What What have you? Um, seen as far as a reception from like bars and establishments
1: yeah so it's exactly that like the service industry has long held perceptions of like what sells and the traditional non-alcoholic beers do not sell and like you buy a case and you're good for six months is like the perception Um, athletic beers have been so we had so many of those conversations when we were just launching and we'd go to like from bar to bar in New York city and say, like, please just try it. If you like put it out, if you put on the menu, people will order. It. And it like, it takes like knocking down one person at a time, but some of New York's most popular beer bars have had run wild for um, like two or three years now. And it's been the top beer the whole time it's been there. And um, like, in, I know in one of our, in a couple of our, um, well, at least in our New York City distributors portfolio, Run Wild is the top selling package in the whole portfolio on premise at bars. So it's, a and like there are a whole portfolio of amazing alcoholic beers in there. So, um, it, the proof of concept is definitely there. It's just overcoming those like kind of one by one perceptions, but like people want to be able to go out and get a great meal and then drive home. Or if you're with your kids, you're with your friends and family. Or, you know, there's a lot of people who like to have one alcoholic drink and then two non alcoholic drinks. And like rather than switching over to water, you can now have another beer. And then half of adults don't drink. So like you're now have a beer for the other 50% of the population who previously would have had a really low margin, unexciting beverage in their hand.
0: Yeah. I think you're the, brew without compromise also could be like a win over with bars. Cause you could make the argument that sometimes people don't go because they don't want to drink. Maybe they, yeah. w- maybe they would go because they want to be around like the social setting or they want to be around maybe uh, the music that might be playing and they might want to go around cause there's um, like trivia being played and maybe they want to go, but there are times where maybe they choose not to because they don't want to drink they don't want to compromise so your option actually would allow them to continue to do that without being in that position i think that that's a little hook when you talk to some some bars and all that
1: <laughs> for sure yeah it's um heineken zero in conjunction with their launch um so there's a number of like new macro loggers that are on the shelf next to athletic now and i think the heineken zero is really well executed it tastes just like a heineken Uh, Bud Zero also launched in 2020. I mean, it's a great Budweiser and it's exciting to have like those beers that like I grew up with on the shelf next to our beer. And um, Heineken Zero did a study timed around their launch that I saw. I think it was over 60% of people under the age of 35 said they would be more likely to go to a bar if they knew it had a good non-alcoholic menu.
0: Oh, It's amazing to hear. I don't think people would think that like they need to hear that. That's the statistic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, I know you mentioned the run wild IPA. I'm going to give you a little bit of a, when I got a bunch of cases from, from you, I gave some to some people and someone that tried the run wild IPA and the free wave hazy IPA said they're both very good, nice and smooth. Another person said when I stopped drinking, I thought that meant no more finisher beers or beers around a campfire. Glad I found them so good. That's some feedback from some people that tried some of your beverages.
1: I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Run wild and free wave are two of my favorites. I'm drinking <laughs> a free wave right now, but it's that time in the afternoon when it it's really been a total life changer for work for me too, because like I'm, everyone gets to that point in the workday where you're like stressed out or you've had too much inbox for the day and like being able to crack an IPA at three o'clock and still keep working after has been like a really mo- nice moment of relaxation for me where like it's kind of a ritual where I've gotten like two-thirds of the way done with my workday and I'm gonna have a beer now for the rest of the day or something like that
0: yeah now um The other thing is we've we've been talking about the product and everything for a while, but when you go onto your website, it's more than just the here's some non-alcoholic beer to try. Like there is so much on there. I've spent a couple of times just going through all of it, but it's more of like a community that you've been building with it because you've got, you know, talks about like the two for the trails. You've got ambassadors talk about values. There's an athletic club, you even have a podcast. So this is building more into than just a product of non-alcoholic beers
1: yeah and when I quit my old job it was really about like the light bulb moment when I realized if we made if we built the community strong enough we could possibly impact tens of mil- millions of lives and like totally change how the country thinks about drinking and um, that's really what we're trying to do and so it's like um like it's really just like a reflection of our values and like healthy outdoorsy lifestyles but um I'm a huge believer in a thousand true fans and um I like I'm going tomorrow to a, like a bike event and I just go and hand out like 500 beers at the end of an event and for the first few summers I I was at finish lines every weekend just talking to people face to face and like people would be like what is this and I'd be like I'm so glad you asked, let me tell you, or like, or if people are like making fun of it and being like, not alcoholic beer what, like, I'd be like, you can make fun of me all you want if you just try a little bit of it. And so like it, like building this real community around it, like we, like getting people excited about not only the beer, but the brand and the impact we're having helps them talk about it with their friends and stuff too. And like, continue to knock down those stigmas and make it easier for people to be moderate and, um, taking the edge off words like sober and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, like drilled into our DNA as a company, uh, we have a program called 2% for the trails, um, and, or two for the trails and, but 2% of all sales go to trail and park cleanups. Um, And that'll be over a million dollars this year. Um, We made 70 different trail donations um, in 30 plus different states. And that's anything from like trail and park cleanups to trail building, trail maintenance, building like bridges and steps and handrails on trails, signage, um, urban bike parks, mountain biking parks, and like all over the country. Um, I think it's one of the biggest corporate ESG single year grants ever. And so, but that's like totally just hard-coded into our DNA and like the more beer we sell, the bigger environmental impact we have. And we expect it to grow significantly next year from there too. So it wasn't a uh, one-year program.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, as a ultra trail runner, uh, I love that because it, it takes a lot to take care of the trails and get trails maintained and even developed. So the fact that this is And I think that's just another thing, you know, tying into this whole idea of the non-alcoholic beers. It's like some people, you know, would think that people who do running or go outdoors or do all that, like that the beer is not for them, or they just, they don't want to drink because of, um, the, the compromise that's made, but it's not that they don't like the taste a beer necessarily but you know yeah they don't want to have it impact them in a way that that's too negative you know like performance wise or even just enjoying it i know when i sometimes tell people like, like i get up at five in the morning to go run on the trails some of them aren't getting up for five hours later because they're still feeling the effects of the the booze so this is just another thing where it's not about separating people it's not about saying this is you, or this is you, you like this and someone else doesn't, but it's more of like just bringing more like those more together and more of that like community sense.
1: I totally agree. Um, Yeah. And what you said too about um, like waking up and feeling good on weekends. um, It was the most shocking thing to me in the world that I could get like two hours back on each weekend day and like, Weekend mornings became one of my favorite times of the week, like grabbing a coffee and like getting that workout and like being done with an awesome workout at like 9am on a Saturday. Um, it was like such an unlock of time for me. And I felt like I had so much more time for myself on weekends. And, um, yeah, when I stopped drinking, it felt like I wanted to accelerate all during my workouts because I was like so much better rested and so much better hydrated than I'd previously been. Um, Whoop and Eight Sleep and a number of other companies, like now that like data collection and like technology wearables are so good, um, there's an unbelievable data set about like, um, Whoop particularly has done some really good podcasts about the effects of alcohol on heart rate recovery, sleep, hydration and things like that. And um, it's just, it's amazing that like people deal with the side effects of alcohol um, in so many facets of their life. Um, but it I don't think so many people realize how easy it could be to opt out of it and not really have a drop off in experience at all and really have a lot of performance and like mindful benefits as well.
0: One of the greatest books I've read about alcohol was, I think it was in the 80s. I just gave it to a coworker of mine Three, but it, it was called You Are What You Drink. And it wasn't so much about like trying to deter alcoholism or anything, but it was more of just the sometimes the subtle impacts of alcohol. Like it talked about skin. It talked about like hair. It talked about all these other things that alcohol can impact in ways that you don't really think. And I believe that there's a lot of people out there that they are aware of that, or they're concerned that like the impact that drinking would have or could have. And this is one of the things where they just they struggle with if I give up drinking, there's a loss and I'm concerned about how do I do that? How do I be social or how do I. Be around others or go to the game and and not have a drink, but now you can have that without worrying about the side effects that can come from alcohol.
1: Yeah, and. It was actually one of the biggest insights for me was, um, and I was definitely a big drinker and like all my friends drank a lot too. And um, one thing that was most surprising to me was, sorry. um, One thing that was most surprising to me was that nobody cared when I stopped drinking, as long as I was there and I was happy and I was having a good time, people just want people to be there and to like be content and happy and like having a beverage that you're happy with and makes you feel welcome definitely helps bridge that gap. But when I stopped drinking, like all my friends were happy just to have me there and like, they just want you in the mix. And I also realized that like I liked buying around for my friends more than I ever liked drinking around. Um, and so um, alcohol, I realized it. it took me like separating myself from that world to realize that like a lot of my favorite beers were they were the first beer when i get to the bar when i see my brother when i saw my wife and had that first glass of wine or um it it wasn't about like the 10th beer or like the beer at 11 p.m it was that first beer and like being in the presence of company and like alcohol was just a random functional ingredient that wasn't really additive to any of my experiences
0: Yeah. I've always, because part of my work is, you know, I deal with people who have, uh, you know, like substance use issues. And when we talk about, you know, when you're not drinking and being around those situations, you know, one of the things I've always told people is because of like that culture, cultural aspect of drinking, you know, when, when you go out, I always say like when you go out to to dinner and there's two of you and, and you're looking over a menu and someone asks you, well, What do you think about this? And if it's a food item that you just don't like at all, it's like passed over. Like, yeah, no big deal. You don't like that. I get it. I don't like half the stuff on this menu either. But when it comes to like the drinking part, oh, what are you gonna, what are you gonna have to drink? If the person was like, Well, I'm not gonna have a drink tonight, it's almost like, well, how come? Like, why not? So I often try and work with people on you gotta have that same confidence of all the other food items you don't like as you do. But what I'm hearing from you is that with, with beverages like yours, we're adding to the menu so that someone doesn't have to like feel that way. They can be confident or choose an alternative and not worry about having to, like we talked about before, like white knuckle through that.
1: I love that. Yeah. That's such a good analogy, comparing it to food. And, Yeah, of course, there's probably more than half of the items on the menu you would not consider getting ever. And um, like, I can go to the same restaurant 10 times and get the same dish like eight or nine out of the same 10. And um, I definitely agree with that. And we're trying to get to that moment too, where, so A, like the goal is to take the word alcohol away from drinking. And so like that, like the occasion of drinking with friends, family, or by yourself should be agnostic to whether that drink includes alcohol or not. And then, also, our goal is to when you mention an athletic beer on a menu, to have like the waiter or bartender be like, "That beer is awesome. That's the best thing on the menu." You know, and like, um, so we want it to not only be like a what moment, but like that is awesome.
0: Yeah, like having a like to have that. Not as an alternative, but almost as like a choice, like everything else. You know, like for sure, like if you see a bunch of people who, you know, um, are sitting at a table and maybe they are coming from an athletic event, who knows? Knowing that, knowing that you've got like a product like this, why wouldn't that be something to recommend right off the gate? And, and that's yeah. probably what you'd love to see, right?
1: And we've really been winning over the service industry, like the service industry, bartenders, chefs, cooks, like they work so hard and like very often at the end of a shift, there's like, they want to de-stress and have a drink. And like, so there are huge drug and alcohol issues in the restaurant and bar industry. And our beers have been enormous hits with that industry. So people can sip a beer during their shift and not have it be alcoholic or they can have a beer after and like catch up with their colleagues or like celebrate a big Saturday night at the restaurant and then not also have to like go off the deep end. And the funny thing is like in winning that crowd, we've been like winning the restaurant industry and the bar industry. And it's been like steamrolling. It's really cool.
0: That's a, that just blows my mind because as you mentioned that sure enough, plenty of, Clients and patients I've had over the years who have worked in the service industry, whether they were bartenders, whether they were, were cooks, you know, whatever the case may be, that was, that was talked about a lot with like, you know, closing up and one more round or like a last shot. And that, that, that's just a common part in the culture and sometimes why it was difficult for them to, to stay in there or to go back in there. But this is like a game changer with that. Like, you are talking about changing part of how, you know, like a a bar establishment is viewed in its entirety.
1: Definitely trying to. And like, people have talked about like the death of the corner bar. And like, there have been a lot of, like, the number of bars in our country has been shrinking very fast. And I think being more inclusive to so many different populations and their consumption habits and, um preferences is a way to like stem that tide for sure and i think also if like you can have regulars who don't have to drink alcohol every time they come in like it's a great feeling to walk into a sports bar and watch your favorite team and have the bartender know your name and like maybe recognize some people and like i i used to live above a dive bar in new york city and it was like amazing to be able to like walk in on the way home from like and like they kind of know your name and stuff but like i really wish i could have done that without alcohol too because like those two alcoholic drinks you have them like kind of derail the next day and so um like if if bars can become much more inclusive and have better menus and people can come in whether they're drinking or not i think that'll like really stem that tide
0: like that's another area where i think traditionally like non-alcoholic beers were viewed as like well we don't like bars because alcohol does bad things to people we're the alternative to this is good for you so i think that narrative's changing where the when you talk about like bars closing or shutting down it's not like you're over there like cheering like being being happy that that happened you're actually like no we could become a part of this we could introduce this this beverage or these alternatives that could you know bring in some People, new people, people who've maybe left and haven't gone back to the bars anymore. So it's not like a competition where you're trying to drive out the bars and stuff and the, the establishments. But this is somewhere where there could be some value in connecting.
1: For sure, yeah. Like bars are great community meeting places. They're places where people can find community and blow off steam and talk to people and um, meet people and like we don't have as many community meeting places as we used to um, in society and everything's gone electronic. And so, um, yeah, I think more inclusive drink menus could definitely get some people out to the real world, back to those places.
0: Now, you're not the only ones, as we discussed doing this, um, but we're starting to see those those non-alcoholic beverages and we're starting to see those those trends of not drinking, you know, dry January, sober October, those have, be, have become talked about more often. What are, what are you seeing with the future of non-alcoholic beverages? Like where are we heading in that industry in general?
1: Yeah, I I think the, the choice that people had was so limited previously um, that the I, I think we're opening up to totally new populations. Um, the beer, wine, and spirits worlds compete so heavily for Friday and Saturday night. I think we're opening the drink world to the entire week. Um, and so right now, non-alcoholic beer is still only like 1% of the beer market. I, I really think it could be 20% of the beer market over time and like an absolutely enormous industry. And I really don't know why it would stop at 20%, honestly. So it's as like more and more op- options get out there. Um, so we're really bullish on that just because of like the availability and the usage occasion, the populations, and then just the proliferation of options too. I think uh, it's really hard to, um, the trends of health and mindfulness and everything are so strong. It's it's really hard to say that it that it's gonna stop anytime soon.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. And if someone if someone wanted to know like if they want it, you can go on your website and find and order um products. Is there a way that people can find out if it's like in their state or in their area? Or how can they like find out more about where, where Athletic Brewing is and they're where they're from?
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, we ship nationally off our website um and off Amazon as well. And um We're also in stores across the country. There's a store finder on the website. So it'll show you where like the closest stores are within five miles or so. But we don't have many states left on the map to fill in for sure. So a lot of spots throughout Wisconsin.
0: What about um, any of any of international market or anything planned with that or what's going on in that realm?
1: Yeah, so we're live on um, we're live on e-commerce in Australia, Canada, the UK. Spain, France, Ireland, um, and so definitely expanding out. Um, it's it's tough to get beer around the world right now with all the shipping crises out there, but um, we're getting it there.
0: Yeah, but that's a lot of other places too. I I know now. Whenever I do a race, I'm I'm gonna be like looking to see if if, if there's a athletic brewing ambassador around handing out some because that's not just what I'm imagining is gonna happen when I'm doing any kind of like marathon or ultra marathon. That's going to happen everywhere, but it's just going to be something I'm going to be paying attention to. That's for sure.
1: Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying to get to a lot, as many finish lines as we can.
0: And the the best place for for people to go to just learn more about everything that you're doing is just athleticbrewing.com, correct?
1: Yep, for sure, and, yep.
0: And then any social media pages or anything else that people can follow and, and learn more about? Yep
1: yeah just at athletic brewing on instagram and twitter um but the website has most stuff for sure
0: yeah it's you you can get lost on your website just going down reading reading things, learning more about stuff um, I mean, there's just a plethora of amazing things in there, so the website is oh, is you. definitely a good spot to go to but i I really really want to thank you bill for for joining because there's just so much that can be taken away from. Our conversation with, I think, breaking the old narrative of non alcoholic beverages, looking at, you know, different reasons why people, you know, choose to look for alternatives. I think there's also a great opportunity for people in the alcohol industry to look at why it's important to be considering non alcoholic beverages. And then just in general, like the work that you're doing with this is. Doing a lot everything from you know the, the trail work and, and all that, but just this community that you're creating with non-alcoholic beverages is amazing stuff.
1: Uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm just one person who kind of like kicked kick the rock to get it going, and uh, but we have an incredible team and it's an incredible community really. It's um, inside and outside of our company. We're just super excited to be. It's a really fun time.
0: Yeah. So, listeners, I'm going to tell you, you you've got to try this out. Find them, look for them. There, you you won't. Now that we're talking about it, you won't miss the name and the labels. They they definitely stand out. But go to the website, learn more about them, check them out on social media. And this has been a, a truly enjoyable conversation. So, once again, Bill, thank you for for joining and talking to us about Athletic Brewing Company.
1: Uh, Thank you so much, Andrew. It was great to meet you. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: My pleasure. And as always, listeners, hope you learned something.